how did that intro music go again? Welcome to your home for news, reviews, interviews, and... Empty shoes. And a lot of empty shoes. <laughs> Welcome to AU Radio. With us this week is a very condensed panel of pop culture experts, starting with Katie. Hi, Donnie. Thank hey. you so much for being here. Hey, thanks for inviting me. And sitting next to her in the big seat today is Ian. Got my big boy recording pants on. <laughs> I've never been more happy to see you, ugly mugs. And I'm your plucky sidekick, Donnie, and this is all of us today. This is episode 83, Three Man Band. Looks like there's about three of them. Perfect. Rodrigo said to be 50 out of three. Can we call this one the rapture? <laughs> oh, God, we're the ones that didn't get raptured? Yeah, a little scary, I, huh? I did not. Actually, that makes a lot of sense. <laughs> I did not guess right. Um, we've got a few people out this week. Uh, Corey is not feeling too well, and uh, George and Travis are down on the floor hustling butt, so... There's the three of us here. We so. actually do have a store to run. Yeah, there, there is a store downstairs that actually functions most of the time without us, but not this week. So, <laughs> <laughs> Well, you know what? The important thing is that we all made it here. We had our production meeting, so all of the decisions that we made <laughs> during this important meeting are final, right? That's right. Exactly. So. <laughs> I'm sorry, They're going to have to live with it. <laughs> well, we have to be honest, folks. We didn't want to leave you hanging. We don't want to leave you a week without an episode. And there was just too much good news this week. There is a ton of news this week. And let's get started with that. In MoviePass news. <laughs> right out the gate. MoviePass is attempting to relaunch another unlimited plan. Lucky's right. This is the only way. They're thinking uh, they haven't announced pricing yet, but guesses by financial experts are saying it'll be somewhere between 50 and $60 for the unlimited plan and it'll be unlimited watching of what movies they choose. Ah, I was going to ask what the limitations are. Uh, it'll are. still be the weird you know, indie movies and occasionally you can see Wreck-It Ralph 2 eight weeks after it's been out. <laughs> have, any of the, have any of the wide panel of guests tonight experienced MoviePass personally? I would not give that company my credit card at this point. No. <laughs> but um, sure, so I've been reading AMC apparently has a similar program just for for them mm -hmm. and it's going a lot better than MoviePass ever has. Um there are some other companies that are trying to launch something similar for their own theater chains. But MoviePass just won't die. So <laughs> is MoviePass specifically affiliated with any No theaters. No, no it, theater. it, it's okay. Yeah, it's its own And thing. that, and since MoviePass first launched, all these other theater chains are like, well, we could just do this ourselves, cut you out, and they're doing it much better. But since MoviePass is also getting into the movie-making game, with we talked about Bruce Willis having a three-picture deal with oh, them. that's right. I'm wondering if at some point they're like, you have to have a MoviePass in order to see the, what... The sixth, seventh, and eighth elements. Exactly. <gasps> I would actually like to see that. I think it was, uh, Corey, that I was talking to quite a few months ago, actually. I was wanting to start a movie past Deadpool 
of <laughs> when we would guess that somebody would buy it out or just absolutely liquidate it altogether. But and I wanted to do that up until like right now because they're they're still trucking. Their stock was at three cents this today when I checked it. <sighs> I need to invest. <laughs> yes, put all of your money into MoviePass. Exactly. Put everybody in the I am not a financial advisor and do not listen to anything I just said. <laughs> I got our, a tax return coming. <laughs> our opinions are our own. Yeah. Uh, in James Gunn news, that's yeah. right, we hit the trifecta, folks. Hey, those guys look pretty good. Are you kidding? They're doing every cliche in the book. James Gunn is actually set to now to direct the Suicide Squad 2 movie that he wrote. They're really? saying it's going to be a soft reboot with only a couple of the characters returning. Interesting. Which, it's going to end up being Margot Robbie, most likely, and probably Will Smith. Yeah. So they're keeping... They probably... Marine, was they're it? rebooting... The, oh, so soft reboot, so they're going to kill off all the cast. Well, it's a Suicide Squad, so if you've ever actually read the comics, each story arc usually revolves around... A different group of Suicide Squad. Yeah, it's a constantly yeah. rotating group but of people. They usually have one or two mainstays. Deadshot's usually always in the Suicide Squad. Um, Harley. Harley was for quite a few arcs, so they'll probably keep her. She's Maybe Captain Boomerang, because he's always been in the comic one, but he really didn't have much of a, a go in the movie as, as far as. <laughs> so we'll see. Yeah. Can we get a better Killer Croc? No, I liked him. What was your beef with Killer Croc? He was weird. At least two or three more times. That's really all I want. The sunken chest on Killer Croc. It was the the whole, yeah, <laughs> honestly, the makeup was just, it was weird. That was one of my biggest beefs with that movie was Killer Croc didn't come across as scary as he does in the comics or That's, as intimidating in the comics. Has Clayface ever been in? No. No. no I'm dying to see a Clayface. That, is, that would be one that I feel like they would need a bigger budget for just well, for the CGI alone. If you think about have you ever seen Dogma by Kevin Smith? Yes. The rubber poop Many's- monster. <laughs> <laughs> the poop demon. Yes. Yes. Uh, if you if you go cheap with it, that's what it's going to look like. So Donnie, I'm sitting in front <laughs> of the board. You can't make me spit things. <laughs> not fair. But yeah, so that's scheduled to be out 2020. I mean, I'd watch it. One, I do believe. Yeah. 2020, I got it somewhere else on here. Um, Brian Singer is still set to direct the Red Sonia film, even though new sexual assault allegations came out this week. Against Brian Singer? There's always been assault allegations, but there's new ones this week. Since the dawn of time. Yeah, there's been a lot of underage gentlemen that have come forward saying that he's assaulted them at parties. Oh, my God. Yeah. And honestly, they need to remove him because I don't know how well you know the Red Sonia mythos. Yep. But she becomes Red Sonia because of sexual assault. And to have a guy that... Yeah, yeah, it seems a little sleazy to me. She's so. very much the antithesis of what that guy stands for. Yep. So now is that is is Red Sonia directly related to Conan? Conan. Mm-hmm. Yes. Okay. Is it by Robert Howard or is it a separate author? I I want to say Robert Howard created her, okay. but other writers actually ran with her more. Sure. sure. Yeah. Yeah, I'm not super familiar. Um, I'm not either. I'm not really down on the the Conan universe Mm -hmm. as far as the beginning. Like, I've seen the Conan movies that Schwarzenegger did. I saw the Momoa one, but I don't think I've ever read the book or any of the comics. Yeah. So, (laughs) a little side note here based on Momoa. I was driving down the the road from the local grocery store, and uh, the the schools had just gotten out. Mm -hmm. And this was this afternoon. And there was a gal 
probably I'm I don't know I can't guess ages, but she was a teenager of some sort. Mm-hmm. Um, walking down the street, just doing like the YMCA hand motions, but oh. spelling Momoa over and over again. <laughs> <laughs> and I didn't understand exactly what was happening. <laughs> But she's, it made me smile and laugh. She's calling him into her universe of like, <laughs> this is my rain dance for to get Jason Momoa to show up. So speaking of Jason Momoa, <laughs> um, WWE's Roman Reigns is set to play The Rock's brother in the new Hobbs and Shaw movie. And the sequel, they're actually planning on bringing Momoa in. So you can have Jason Momoa, Jason Statham, The Rock, and Roman Reigns all in a buddy cop flick sometime in the future. <laughs> they're going to have discount Jason Momoa and Jason Momoa on, on the, the same, same screen, screen, right? <laughs> no. It's fabulous. <laughs> My favorite part of that story was the first time you told me, you told me it was a Calvin and Hobbes movie. <laughs> I couldn't remember Shaw. I was like, Calvin and Hobbes, you know. I got so indignant. I would watch the crap out of that if Jason Momoa or The Rock played Hobbes. (laughs) Just put him in like a tiger onesie. (laughs) Like, don't even try to CG it. And then occasionally you just get the stream or the the cut where it's just a stuffed tiger that gets thrown across the screen. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) <laughs> well, and I had some news this week, too, and this is kind of related to the superhero news we were talking about earlier, the Suicide Squad. Um, I read a story online today, and I didn't know this, but apparently Washington State is the only state in the union in which you are still allowed to get into a fist fight to settle arguments. And this is only with police supervision. But what that means, hold on, Donnie, you look like somebody just shoved a lemon directly into your mouth. <laughs> um if you get into a, a fistfight altercation, I didn't read the exact RCW law, so I don't know exactly what was stated, but the idea is you're settling a difference with fisticuffs. They call the police, and as long as you don't kill the person you're fighting with, and the police are supervising it and say it's okay, you can settle an argument that way and walk away. Sick. So, I will be doing this constantly for the rest of my days as long as I am physically able. I don't know any cop in their right mind that would actually allow this to happen. Well, then you should go to Seattle because there's a guy (laughs) named Phoenix Jones who actually actively fights crime. And not only that, he had his own squad for a while. Yes, actually there is a documentary, I can't remember the name of it, mm-hmm. where there it's a, it's a vigil, bunch of vigilantes in Seattle that go out every night patrol the streets. But so you can make citizen arrests. I just so you're in the middle of a fist fight and the cop is standing there allowing it to happen. No, you have to call the cops first. Right. I'm going to punch this guy. You need to get down here and so watch, you, and you can observe so that we can settle an argument. I don't. I. This has got to be like a really old law that's still on the books, like the bestiality laws that are still on the books. Yeah. in Washington State. Tell me about those, Donnie. No, let's nope. <laughs> no, let's save that for a for an after dark no, episode. Well, no, no. Without getting into a, there, if you have a farmer's consent. You're allowed to do certain things. Fight sheep? Yes. Sure. Yes. Let's let's say <laughs> fighting the sheep. Livestock vigilanteism. Oh my god. Well, you slime eating dogs, you scum sucking pigs, you sons of a motherless goat. Son of a motherless goat? And who are you? I like the idea of the police just becoming like referees or umpires. But <laughs> how 
there's got to be a liability issue with that. What if I like knock you down, you hit your head on the concrete, the cops were there watching, allowing it to happen. They're going to be liable. I can't see that being. I would see that as I've been arrested for raising my voice to somebody once. So I'm placing you under citizen's arrest right now for your indignant. voice. Thank you. See, I I can't see. Oh, the cops (laughs) just going to sit there and allow you to beat somebody up. Well, don't take away people's dreams, man. I mean, and there's it, an entire yeah. super... You know what? Phoenix but, Jones even had a super villain. <laughs> he had a nemesis. And this guy wore a red eye patch and sent out call-out videos on YouTube from a warehouse. He didn't do anything. I think he set off some firecrackers in a park once. But that's really about the extent of his activities. I, would, I never thought I was going to have anything positive to say about Seattle before, but this is wonderful. The, this is a magical the, place. The name of that documentary is Vigilant, Vigilant Vigilante, The Battle for Expression. That's fantastic. It was made in 2011, so it's a little mm-hmm. a little old. But, sure. um, yeah, they do the Seattle one. I think there's one in L.A. and a charter in New York, and they... They actually went out with, uh, like, the uh, Guardian Angels used to go out and patrol. Right. But they actually go out in full superhero regalia. Mm-hmm. Um, I think the, the, the New York one actually got shut down because they went Punisher style. Well, that was oh, actually uh, this, this Phoenix Jones guy um, specifically said that he disbanded his little Avenger League because of that exact problem was that there were certain members who took it a little bit too, too far. far. Right. Right. Although uh, on – the flip side of that same coin this guy also has actual anti-ballistic body armor yep. a utility belt with mm-hmm. pepper spray handcuffs zip ties all that good stuff i mean he's either going out and arresting people or yeah watch the watch the the documentary because it, it goes mm-hmm. from when he wakes up in the morning goes through him putting on his gear um leaving his mom's basement no yeah way yeah it, it, it's she's Wait. a basement dweller oh yeah uh, oh. one of the guys i i I'm fair, if i remember correctly is like i'm going out to fight crime mom i'll be back later okay dinner will be ready at five <laughs> <laughs> um some other news uh there is a resident evil tv series heading to netflix really Ooh. Which, if Netflix actually puts the correct amount of money and time into this, I think it would be really good. I know we're on a games podcast, but I did just pick up the Resident Evil 2 remake, and I'm quite happy with that. Although I have a hard time... Well, maybe not. I, Resident Evil goes some places franchise-wise. I don't know how familiar you are with the... the I've played a couple. Okay. Yeah, I haven't yeah. really got real far into them. I'm not really good at those, but... They really kind of fall down a weird hole. Right. Yeah, it turns into an anime. Very much so. Yeah. Yeah. Um, is it live action? Did they say? Yeah, it'll oh, be live okay. action. Okay. Oh, that's fantastic. That'll be like the cutscenes in the first game. That'd be rad. Yeah. I can see that. <laughs> in other Netflix news, <laughs> Donnie, what'd you think of Polar? The, the, the book? Yes. So, have you read any of uh, Frank Miller's Sin City? I have. So, it reminded me a lot of, um, they used to be... Nick Fury did a spy comic back in, I want to say, the late 70s, early 80s, where it was all almost an Austin Powers, but a serious version of Austin Powers, Mm. that kind of spy thriller, but done in the Sin City universe, like that stylized comic that Frank Miller does, but with Nick Fury is what it felt like to me. It was was, was interesting. Mm -hmm. Um, I'm looking forward to seeing the movie. 
I want to. I I watched it today. Before we get onto the movie, though, I want to talk about what you just said because mm -hmm. one of the interesting things about the graphic novel, and it doesn't really play in the version that I gave you, unfortunately, but the original version of the graphic novel, which I believe was a web comic, if I remember correctly, mm -hmm. was silent in the sense that there was no dialogue. None of the dialogue bubbles were there. It was simply told in a series of images. Yeah. Which artistically is really cool. Kind of hard to follow exactly what's going on in the story, but it allows you to tear through the book fairly quickly. Right. Um, the Netflix adaptation reflects, let's say, 25% of that. Huh. Oh. Yeah, I hit a certain point with it today. I liked it. Well... When you've got a comic that was originally developed with no dialogue, you're going to have to take some liberties as a film, I guess. Right. Yeah. How was Mads in it? Because I am not sure I'm sold on this gentleman as an actor yet. He looked kind of sleepy for most of it. <laughs> he, he looks like that in every role that I've seen him in. In, in, in uh, Doctor Strange, he looked sleepy. In Star Wars, he looked really tired. I, maybe it's his eyes. Maybe it's his acting approach. It translated into brooding in Hannibal, I feel like. <laughs> oh, he was that guy. In, okay. Yeah. Uh, we don't talk about it. <laughs> Every, because it's not canon, Ian. Mason Verger. At, Go on. Clarice Starling doesn't exist in the entire storyline. They took one of the greatest book series of all time, and they completely... I don't have anything nice to say, so I'm not going to say anything. This is coming from the gal who has a $300 Hannibal figure on pre-order downstairs. I also have a, red, a very large red dragon tattoo on my arm. <laughs> so you're, you're a fan. You could say that, okay. yes. Yeah. So Maz was he was okay. Um, okay. The because of, they've got him for like three other films coming out in the next two months. They're not polar movies, are they? No, no, no. Well... So the other oh, no. movie that I saw the trailer for is him in the Arctic trying to stay alive and like it's cold and there's bears. That's <laughs> all I got from that movie. Very oh close. God. Very close. Wait, wait. <laughs> yeah, I, as soon as I saw the polar bears, I was out of that movie. So. <laughs> you got the polar bears? <laughs> yes! <laughs> I'm Okay, next tattoo convention, you and I are getting polar bear tattoos. Uh, I ain't. Please, oh, I'll please. pay for it. Please. I'll chip in. <laughs> you can't do a completely white tattoo on your arm. It does not look right. What if we just get you the Klondike bar logo? <gasps> no. Oh, come I on. I am so against this we could get, we could We could do the Coca-Cola one where he's <laughs> with the red scarf. No. Come on. I'll take the zero. You're no fun. No. <laughs> Not when it comes to polar bears I ate. So I couldn't figure this movie out. I uh, I started watching it. Oh, by the way, um, Vanessa Hudgens is in it, too. Yeah. And I didn't realize which character she played, so mm -hmm. I thought she got super naked for most of the movie, <laughs> which freaked me out at a couple points, because I'm like... And then I looked up the cast listing. I know that doesn't play, but I made a terrified expression. Uh, but I looked up the cast listing. She's not the one that gets super naked. However, okay, I was very frightened. As opposed to just kind of naked, the movie plays like a satire that it, it does. It's totally all over the place. I enjoyed what I saw, but at the same time, it it definitely wasn't the graphic novel. They didn't do the the Frank Miller Sin City like you mentioned earlier. The uh, God, how many directors did that? It was Robert Rodriguez, Tarantino, and who was the other one? Oh, who did the second one that wasn't any good? <laughs> I have no idea. But it, it wasn't that where they tried to recreate, you know, the scenes right. from the graphic novel. That's good. Uh, and it wasn't bad. It's worth a watch if you're bored and maybe, you know, a 40 or two in. Cool. 
In other Netflix news, um, the Umbrella Academy, the first trailer dropped. Uh, the the show starts uh, February fifteenth, Friday. So I don't know how I feel about that. So I I didn't read a lot of Umbrella Academy, but I liked the look mm-hmm. of the trailer gave. Like I said, I don't know the characters well enough, but I like the I love the domino masks that they wear. You like so, those? So here's the thing. Okay. 99.9% of comic films that I've seen where they do just the domino masks, it looks ridiculous. Yeah. Okay. Here, I, I like it. It was a simple look. Mm-hmm. And it actually came off better than trying to do the domino mask and then the black sludge eyeliner around the eyes to, to yeah. get it darker. Yeah, if you so, haven't seen the trailer, they essentially look like, and this this was kind of my issue with it. I understand what you're saying, because mm-hmm. they absolutely do nail the domino mask as it appears in comics, right. but they kind of look like they have little fish bowls over the top of their eyes. See, that's what I think I liked, though, was the fact that they glossed over the pupil and everything and just made the domino mask work. I think that's what doesn't work in film, is you have pupils, and you can't cover those up with the domino mask. Most comics just do a domino mask with the, the white. And yeah. I think that's what caught my attention the most. Yeah, so. that's fair. I never know. liked those comics. They never got the eyes right. <laughs> <laughs> I'm optimistic for Umbrella Academy. I don't know. Do you know how long of a series they're doing on it? It'll probably be at least first season. will probably be 12 episodes. And then if it goes good, they'll keep going. I don't know how much material they have to work off of, to be honest with you. The comic's been running for a while, I Has thought. Has it? Okay. Yeah. Like I said, I, I remember picking up a few issues here and there, but never really got into it really deep. So, Well, they did um, They did three-ish miniseries, like six-issue miniseries runs. Mm-hmm. Um, and they just recently restarted, and I picked up the first issue. I know George was having a hard time getting into it because... They didn't do any sort of recap as far as what had happened with the Umbrella Academy previously. And as he was saying, and I was in the same boat, it's been a few years since I'd read anything, any of it. Right. So it was kind of one of those situations of, I might like this. Yeah. And other than Ellen Page, I really didn't recognize any of the other actors that were in it. So, Well, I think that needs to happen a lot more. I do too. When it comes to... um, Something that I've talked about numerous times when it comes to, like, the It remake, whenever they were debating who they were going to cast and everything. When it comes to those characters, it doesn't turn into... It's not Umbrella Academy. It's... The Ellen Page Academy. It's the Ellen Page Academy, or it's this big Hollywood star trying to get in on the nerd cash cow starring in this. I So, I firmly disagree with that being Ellen Page, though. She is one of the biggest nerds that I, I I've seen in film. No, and that did but, you ever see the the superhero one that she did with uh, Dwight super, from The Office? Oh yes. my god, that movie made me ugly cry. Right, it's so good. If you like superheroes and you also really want to cry, but you also like that weird like indie vibe, go and watch that movie. It's so good. Do not watch it with your kids. No, this is a very very R rated movie. I feel like I need to watch this with it's, my kid. What did he say? No. 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 Please no. don't. I'm not going it's, to. It's Rick and Morty all over again. No. Stop it's, it. No. <laughs> not in the same way, but don't watch it with your child. Didn't they announce the date for the new Rick and Morty dropping? I, don't I know haven't off the top of my head. seen it yet. Oh, okay. But I figured that'd be all over the place. <laughs> I know that we are missing our uh, Comics Corner people, so we will not be having a Comics Corner segment, sadly ah, enough. Ah, oh. Ah. I spoke too soon. Uh, Hello there, everybody. (laughs) How you doing? 
So we got some comics this week. <laughs> Your Georgia vision's really good. Uh, first, we got Old Lady Harley number four. Um, she's actually trying to hit on Aquaman. It looks like he's seen better days. He's half fish. Wait, did they age the rest of the characters the same? Amount? Yes, yeah. Everybody's oh, really? old in this. Is he which fish? yeah, it's from left side of his face is for oh, those God. Of you, for those of you that are listening to the podcast, the left side of his face is human, and the right side of his face is more creature from the Black Lagoon. He doesn't look great. He looks pretty haggard. Um, we got uh, Age of X Men Alpha. They're starting a new X Men run. Um, they just finished up with the last run, and uh, X Men basically killed off all the X Men again. So, oh jeez, we're we're back to that again. Okay, X Men <laughs> Nate Gray. There you go. Okay, yeah. thank you. Yeah. yeah, they brought him back. They yeah, and he basically got Omega level powers suddenly, and he took over Legion and took out the entire X Men universe. So he Thanosed it. Kind of, kind of. Everybody's got goatees on that cover, besides Nightcrawler. <laughs> Which is weird, because Nightcrawler currently has a goatee in the, the current comics. So, so we're just going to flip just, it and reverse we it? reversed everything, yeah. <laughs> uh, Uncanny X-Men number one in 3D. Woo! 3D! Wait, what? Comes with glasses and everything! <laughs> oh, they are catering to my demographic, right? Green Captain America, Black Widow Do for the... look like Cyclops? Together again for the first time! Let me see this. Oh my god. This is, oh, they got the brown and yellow suit back for Wolverine. Sick. Oh no, damn it. Is this your issue? <laughs> yes. Damn it. Why? <laughs> you can read it. No, I want it. Oh. <laughs> um, Rick and Morty number four versus Dungeons and Dragons is out. As far as I know, I think this is the last one. I could be wrong. That's correct. That's what George was telling me earlier. Yeah. Four four? Yep. Yeah. Four out of four. This is the last one with uh, Patrick Rothfuss writing it. Pa- uh, Patrick I, Rothfuss and Jim Zub. And Jim Zub. <laughs> I don't have a soundboard over here. I work on it. I'm I know, working on it. Here. I know we've been <laughs> pimping this one out a lot, but I really, really recommend this it's, series. It's, it's really been good. a fun run. I've heard nothing but good things. Um, Heroes in Crisis number five. We uh, finally start to find out who killed off all of the people at the sanctuary. So it's not, DC. Yeah, DC. Um, it's their current crisis line apparently they run a crisis every year or two and this is this one's been really interesting have you have you read dc there's lots of crises. well yeah but there's crisis on infinite earths and last crisis and (laughs) infinite crisis infinite crisis (laughs) constantly in a state of crisis batman Uh, lastly i've got a marvel knights number six which this line has been really cool um Somebody basically changed the entire Marvel Universe and everybody forgot who they were. <gasps> cool. Uh, like, Tony Stark is currently in jail as a health guru. Oh, okay. Uh, they have no memories of who they were, and right. so they had different lives. Um, the Punisher has been a police officer. Um, what? Bruce Banner is a homeless crazy guy who keeps hearing voices at night. It turns out it's really the Hulk coming out. <gasps> Oh, sick. Now, see, that one actually makes... Well, I guess Frank Castle kind of makes sense, too. I'm still kinda. having a hard yeah. time with Tony Stark. But what, being an uh, no, arrogant no. self-help guru who got caught and is in jail for it? Okay, Ooh, no, he no, could easily be a cult leader. <laughs> right? Yeah. See? No, I can yeah. see that. Next week on Underground Files. <laughs> and I don't have a Hellboy. Oh. No! I have no, it doesn't, the podcast. it doesn't count because you know what, George, it's George's tally. I have been rereading the very first Hellboy omnibus, and mm-hmm. I had forgotten how good the first runs of Hellboy were. 
I've been nothing but impressed by the art and the storytelling. And in fact, you had to walk away when we were talking about this. But we have been tossing around an idea and right in to podcast at advunderground.com if you'd like to see us do this. But we're talking about doing an Underground Files that is based solely on BPRD. Oh, so yeah. Paranormal absolutely. via the lens of Mike Mignola. Call in. We're standing by. <laughs> cool. <laughs> that sounds. No, I'm super stoked. I really want to. Let us know if you want us to do that. And even if you don't, we're going to do it anyway. Yeah, because this is our podcast. Not yours. <laughs> uh, so we got a little horror news. <laughs> Mickey Rourke is to host a horror anthology called Nightmare Cinema. I don't hate that. I don't either. I think if anybody <laughs> could host it, it would be Mickey Rourke. <laughs> Which half of his face? I don't Oh my know. God. <laughs> you be nice to him. He's been through a lot. Is the little dog going to be there, too? I just hope he has a little <gasps> dog the whole time. Yes, just turn him into Dr. Evil. Just turn him into a Bond villain, just petting it the entire time, just creepily talking. I want a horror movie commentary series with Mickey Rourke and Gary Busey. Ooh, you are speaking my language, sir. I want all of that. I want the crazy men. <laughs> we need to call them be like, look, we got an idea. In that same... Uh, Realm or circle. Way to go. I don't even have editing capabilities. I'm sorry. I'm a producer. <laughs> they bought, uh, brought back Joe Bob Briggs on the, the Shutter Network. This is Corey, who's absent because he was up late last night watching that. He's also very sick. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but I, I'm looking forward to seeing Joe Bob Briggs again because I haven't seen that in quite a while. I'm, I'm, I don't know if you can get Shutter Network like a free trial or something, but I'm going to have to seek that out and see what I can I think out. you can download the app, and yeah. I think it's a 30-day. Okay, or, fantastic. I'll have to check that out. Or, you know, if you know somebody, you can ask them to just borrow their password for a day and not illegally <laughs> use the password. That does not mean call Corey and have 30 people try to use his account. We are not doctors. Do that. <laughs> <laughs> um Sabin Films has picked up the rights for the Jane Silent Bob reboot, which will be one of the first movies that Miramax hasn't taken control of. How do we feel about this? How do you feel? Do you have- so here's the thing. It's not really a reboot. It's, okay. it's them trying to stop a reboot of the Jane Silent Bob movie. It's a, basically a parody of all the reboots happening. Okay. So I am down with it. If they're not rebooting the franchise. They are trying to stop like they did in Jane Silent Bob Strike, Strike Back. Back. They're actually going on a road trip trying to stop the movie being made. I don't my only problem with it is I don't know what they could do that it that they didn't already do in Jane Silent Bob Strike Back. I don't know what joke they could make without just rehashing all the old stuff. So I watched a couple episodes of uh the Kevin Smith has a TV series that he was trying to get off the ground called Hollyweed. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. And it was hilarious. It was kind of a low budget, mm-hmm. but I think he needs to get back to the funny. Uh, he kind of, for me, Tusk and the other two that came out after Tusk. Yoga Hosers and Moose Jaws. Yeah, they didn't do it for I me. really, so here's my thing with Tusk, and I really want you guys to watch this and Tell me what you think. I really, really, really like Tusk when you understand the background behind it. When you understand the premise of how this started and how it was crowdfunded and it was on Kevin Smith's podcast, I find it absolutely hysterical. Also, the guy who made, who 
also it's starring a podcaster. The whole point is the guy's going around interviewing eccentric people in Canada for his podcast. I find absolutely hysterical. Um, what's the guy's name who played the main bad guy? He was the sheriff in... Um, uh, From Dust Till Dawn? Yeah, what was I, his name? I, yeah, he was in Red State, too. He's I can't amazing. R.I.P. He scared the crap out of me in that movie. I, I mean, really enjoyed it. He's a fantastic actor, and I wish I could remember his name. If only for him, I really enjoyed that movie. Yeah, see, honestly, I wasn't even a fan of Red State. So, <gasps> I know. Red I'm, State had me up until the very end. Right? No! Okay. I know this has just turned into us talking about Kevin Smith now. Have you heard about what he was planning on doing with that? Uh, briefly. But... So his original plan was, you spoilers, guys, at the very end of the movie, you hear all of the sirens going off and everything, and... Every and um, the cult leader is like shouting and like spewing all kinds of like churchy stuff, and then you just see a sword go through his chest, and then you see all of the uh, military people. You see swords going through their chest, and they just fall one by one. And John Goodman is standing there, and he and you see descending Michael the arch the archangel, and. You, and he looks at John Goodman and goes, shh, and then points into the horizon, and then you see the four horsemen of the apocalypse come. Mm -hmm. Credits. Now, see, that would have been way better than a bunch of stoners just playing music. Right. So the reason why that didn't happen is because it would have added another $2 million to the budget for, a, for one solid minute of the movie. Can we talk for a second about where movie budgets get inflated? Please. We were talking about Shazam. The million-dollar suit. Yeah. And I'm trying to figure out exactly who does their accounting and how I can get in on it. <laughs> because it just doesn't make sense to me anymore. Because I know what people can – because, I mean, I follow all sorts of different people on uh, Instagram, Facebook, which, by the way, you can follow. You can follow us on Instagram at au.radio. There you go. And check us out on Facebook, too. But – I follow all sorts of different creative types, and the things that people accomplish with essentially elbow grease and spit, mm -hmm. and they can put out something that doesn't look like a Muppet, or does. So here, here's part of the problem with that, because I've attempted cosplay, mm -hmm. is the movie quality stuff that they have to do, they're running in this thing. They're doing physical activity in these suits, and they've got to hold up. Mm. Yeah. And you got to think that the average suit is that you're talking 100 to 200 hours of labor to put mm -hmm. into each suit. And with, with that suit especially, I, I can understand part of the inflated cost because the, not only the, the outer Shazam suit you're seeing, mm. they had to build a rubber prosthetic to build up his muscles right. under suit for it. Mm. Then you've got something that you don't see on almost any superhero suits. You've got light-up display. You've and I got, can still see the muscle pads. Right, but... Well, I guess I understand what you're saying. I mean, yeah. I, it, it, I'm not saying it's definitely nowhere near a million-dollar mark, mm -hmm. but you couldn't cosplay that suit for... Yeah. Yeah. I, I get what you're saying, especially if you don't have the materials starting off. I don't know what DC's production company looks like, but for instance, I mean... Because I've dabbled in that myself, too, and I put together a Ghostbusters outfit, you know, uniform and the, the proton pack. And that, excluding my time, you know, and what I would charge as an hourly rate for just, you know, normal work. Right. Um, I put in at least $1,000 into the pack and the suit. Yeah, and, and honestly, 
no offense to your thing, but it probably wouldn't be what they consider camera ready. Definitely not. It is literally falling apart. In right. fact, I felt bad for Corey because he tried to put the proton wand because Corey wore Corey was uh, from uh, Stranger Things. Dustin. Dustin from Stranger Things uh, for Halloween dressed up as a Ghostbuster, and he wore my proton pack and had my gear, and he went to put the, the proton wand up on the pack like it's supposed to, and the Velcro broke and it fell off. <laughs> <laughs> he had to carry the damn thing for the rest of the night. Oh. Uh, but yeah, I get that. It's just, it, it astonishes me these days how much of it is actual practical effects that are that expensive and how much of it winds up being the time and effort in CG and rendering that comes later. It, it's probably a good 50-50 on yeah. that. Yeah. Um, but we're losing a lot of practical effects as far as movies are going these days, which is unfortunate. Which is really unfortunate. And a lot of the people that know how to do those practical effects, uh, the Henson, Henson Company. The Mixtrons. Uh, yeah. We're, they're getting to the age where they're not going to be passing those skills down to a new generation because it's all going to be computerized because it's that much cheaper. So that I, I, I do want to interject because... I do want to interject a little bit because I disagree, because I follow on social media. I'm a visual artist. <laughs> um, I find a lot of people that are my age that are falling in love with these visual effects, whether it comes to special effects makeup artists or animatronics or even claymation or anything. They do those things because they love them and are finding projects to do that with, and they're becoming a lot more indie. I don't think that the uh, big-budget Hollywood industry is using them as much which is unfortunate but i think that industry is still there and i think it is thriving i don't think it's what it used to be that actually but can you make a living doing it as opposed to 20 years ago for the stuff that they're doing that cost uh i don't remember what werewolf movie it was but i did see the production of that uh a lady was live streaming it it was this 10 foot tall about 15 foot wide um animatronic uh werewolf splitting open a human body with all kinds of just sinewy stuff that costs about a hundred thousand dollars to make she should be making a living off of that otherwise i don't know where that money is coming from well you might actually what you're saying katie has a very valid point and actually plays into what we're talking about as far as costs in production because and and donnie you too as well um as we're seeing these specialists drop away and it's mm-hmm. not as common of an art form anymore, then the people who do actually know how to do the work are able to charge more. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's just economic theory, right? They can charge more, but there's not enough work to carry an entire profession of them as uh, like there used to be. I don't know. Maybe there Where we used to have 10,000 special effect artists doing practical effects. Mm-hmm. You, you might be a couple hundred at this point doing practical effects. Mm-hmm. And majority of them are CGI right. effects, and well, that's, it's, a, it's it's an unfortunate lost art that that you know we're, we're going to lose. In Movie Pass news, they will only be using practical effects. <laughs> no CGI here. I'd love to see that. In fact, you know, a company that only did practicals. Well, I mean, Joe Dante was talking about uh, coming back and doing Gremlins three mm-hmm. fairly recently, within the last year, and made the statement when he came out and said, "Hey, we're we're working on this." That he was going to stick with mostly practical effects. Yeah. Which, to me, that's what that franchise is. Now, in a semi-related note here, and I hate to bring the room down, but Dick Miller, Murray Futterman, mm-hmm. Gremlins 1 and 2, also Terminator, and hundreds of other credits, 
the man was in everything, passed away today at Aww. 90 years old. But that guy, <laughs> love seeing him every time. But, yeah, we're rich sure. passing, sir. Uh, and also another G-related three news and Kevin Smith news. Oh. Kevin Smith, in an interview, well, he was on a show last week, but he was interviewing um, Jason Reitman, mm-hmm. son of Ivan Reitman, who is currently in production on Ghostbusters 3, mm-hmm. which I'm still not sure how I feel about that. Kevin Smith had other things to say. Kevin Smith is stoked. Yeah, he's jazzed. Yeah, so he, I mean, he came out and basically said, like, he can't say too much, but he's pretty excited about it and thinks that the fans are going to be happy. So I was unaware, but I read an article. Jason Reitman was actually in the female Ghostbusters movie. Was he? Really? That's what the article read. I don't know who he was, but he apparently had a cameo in that movie. Was he the the bad guy that killed himself? Oh. (laughs) The hotel guy? Yeah. Um, Some other news. Uh, Starship Troopers TV show is in development with the original cast. 100,000 pesos to do a personal appearance with this guy, El Guapo, who is probably the biggest actor to ever come out of Mexico. Wow. The infamous? Infamous? No. Is it it Roughnecks live action? Yeah. Oh, that's amazing. No. Yes. No word on where it's going to land as far as what television station it will be picking it up but what's your beef with starship troopers they don't realize the entire time that they're the bad guys that's the entire point of the no movie. it's stupid not one time has anybody ever decided hey maybe we shouldn't be invading this but we're the invading species we're the bad guys here and the propaganda and the- that's what the movie i just is want for. i just want one enlightened person in that entire franchise i don't want the entire movie to be an intergalactic the director was the Propaganda person. Piece. Paul Verhoeven made that movie as a satire on exactly what you're talking about. It's the same thing with RoboCop. No. Yeah. Okay, fine. No, you're wrong. Whatever. I like bugs. <laughs> no, you should like bugs. That's the thing. They're the good guys in the movie and they get massacred. We got to see the first stills from the, the Tolkien biopic. Um, Nicholas Holt, who played Beast in the newer movies, is uh, slated to play Tolkien. He looks just like him. It'll be an interesting because it goes all the way from through his war days when he was surviving the war into when he started making the books. And the, oh, cool. So it'll be an interesting film, I, had no I do idea believe. They were putting that out. I That's didn't either. And then I stumbled across uh, a Tolkien appreciation page. And they were huge into it, so I started doing a, a deep dive into it, and it's been in production for a while, I guess. So, so they're they're doing Tolkien, they're doing the Bundy pick with Zac Efron, right? Mm-hmm. Which that was another article. Um, the trailer for the Zac Efron as Ted Bundy in extremely wicked, shockingly evil, and vile. Which when I read that, I thought that was. You know how the trailers will say, shockingly, I thought that was yeah. what, what was going on. I didn't realize that's the name of the movie. <laughs> you thought those were just taglines? Yeah, I thought they were yeah. just taglines because that is the stupidest name for a movie I've ever seen. That, that being said, and I agree with you, that, that rhythm of that title is really, really weird. I'm so excited for this. I really did not care about Zac Efron in the slightest and then you and then I heard that they had cast him as Bundy and then you see him in it and you see his mannerisms it's scary it's funny because and I'm not calling you out but there is a huge riff right now women of your age are all of a sudden like thirsting after Ted Bundy yeah that's disgusting women of my age are like can, can you not sexualize the serial killer but 
he was that's how he became a serial killer was he was an attractive gentleman he had skills to pay the bills so to speak so he so and this is something and i watched the uh netflix docuseries so how was that by the way it's, I got it's to see really it really good and it actually had a lot of uh facets to it that i didn't even think about mm-hmm. whenever it comes to it um something and we've talked about ted bundy on the cast before this dude, I don't understand why everybody's like, he was so charismatic, everybody liked him, he was so clean cut, he was so handsome. I get for the time he was fairly good looking. This dude had the most horrific unibrow I've ever seen in my entire life, and from the day he was born, he had crazy eyes. First of all. Second. Women love a bad boy. You got crazy eyes as a guy. <laughs> so, something that I will say, and it's a point that everybody made on uh, the docu-series, that a lot of people made on the docu-series, this guy was fairly good to a point at faking being charismatic. That was his entire shtick. Well, no, he's a faker, but the second you talk to him for more than five minutes and you have any sort of read on somebody, you understand that this dude is fake. He's a phony. It's all an act. And it's not a thing of like, oh, he's, it's not even an aspect of, oh, he's secretly a monster. He's just a whiny little. Also looks like George W. Bush. He does, shockingly so. So it's weird. Apparently, he's got a link to the Tri-Cities because mm-hmm. they ran an article in the Tri-City Herald today talking to six women who actually went out with him at one point. Okay. Yeah. So That's a terrifying. Okay, so my issue with Bundy is, yeah, I get the charisma, and yeah, that was a big part of his trial. But when you actually delve into what he did... And I don't want to get too gruesome on this podcast, you know, but his actions were utterly heinous. Right. I mean, about as far bad as you can go, especially since he was aware and enjoying it at the time. Exactly. So I get that they're playing up the charismatic angle. I get the Netflix documentary series came out around about the same time as the movie. So it's probably a tie-in promotion. I'm looking forward to the Happy Meal toys that come with it. Oh, my God. (laughs) Can I have your watch when you are dead? (laughs) Can I just say, before we change the subject onto something a little bit more lighthearted, don't ever in your life, Donnie, tie me in to women my age that are talking about thirsting after Bundy well, ever again. I'm just saying there is a generational gap between the two of us. Yeah. And yeah. I, like I said, it had nothing to do with you. No, it, I know. It's women your age, for some reason, are thirsting after him. And the tweets that are coming out are just, wow. Yeah, you all should be ashamed of yourselves. Go call your mothers and tell them what you've done. Um, Ultraviolet, the the video source, um, a lot of you probably got free codes with your DVDs. Yeah, Walmart. Mm-hmm. Yeah, um, that video service is closing July 31st. Oh. Yeah, I checked. I had like 20 movies in that that. Are they service. still going to be available or just? Not through them. Um, there's a retailer link thing that you can, I don't know, it looked like a pain in the butt. I gotta so. be honest with you, I've literally never watched one of those. I, yeah, <laughs> I have never had a need to, but I've, I've entered all of the codes yep. and downloaded them. Yep. I, and never watched them, I know. Same here, but if you are somebody who uses the ultraviolet service, um, it'll end at the end of July. So. Well, that was my whole thing was, because that came out when I was a kid, probably like 8 or 10. Right. That was, I was like, I, I have the movie. Why do I why do I need this? I don't I need understand. need to watch it on a plane or a train or an auto... auto oh. I have a phone. Automobile. I can just... That's what I'm saying. 
I, I don't need that. It doesn't affect me. <laughs> um, let's talk about the, the, the bird in the room. Um, we got the first look at the Birds of Prey trailer. Mm. It uh, Just because it's Birds of Prey doesn't mean you need to dress up Harley like Big Bird. Okay? So, I didn't even realize it was Margot Robbie. She looked like somebody cosplaying as Margot Robbie. I thought they hired uh, like a cheap version knockoff of her and realized, no, this was her. That's how bad this looked. So, I don't know if you guys if you guys want to go back. I don't know if we even were doing the cast at the point whenever they released what uh, Margot Robbie was going to look like in the first Suicide, Suicide Squad. So... I hated the way that she looked. I still, to this day, hate her uh, costume design. And they went, okay, so to everybody who hated Margot Robbie's costume design, how can we make her, how can we make them hate it more? And then they did that. And she's the only one you actually get a, a clear picture of. Everybody else is in the shadows. There's yeah. like a half a second of uh, Ewan McGregor, mm-hmm. and you see him as Black Mask, but he's not wearing the Black Mask yet. Um, yeah, it's... It's not it, good. It wasn't the best teaser. It was. It, I, yeah. I, I haven't seen it and <laughs> it, I have it, no opinion. It, it, <laughs> it, it's, it's a 15-second uh, teaser, mm-hmm. and she's wearing this. She's right. She looks like Big Bird in it. It's you horrible. <laughs> you and McCurker. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I really wanted to save this one for Corey, but we found out what Lebowski will be doing at the Super Bowl. Oh, God. The commercial is out. Him and Carrie Bradshaw from Sex and the City what? are doing a Stella Artois commercial together. You're lying. No. I don't believe you. It's horrible. Lies and deceit. They're like, do you want your Caucasian, sir? He's like, no, I would like a Stella Artois. And no. Yes. Take him no. Right here since, since Corey's not here. They just... made the dude sell out for yes. a beer? Yep. Would, wouldn't he? I I don't know. I just I like to think. And I felt I'm, dirty after watching it. I'm throwing my Ow! entire support and weight behind this. I have been stabbed in the leg. That happened to me once. I'm so angry right now. But yeah, the video is up to watch. I don't understand why they release all the Super Bowl commercials. You ruined before the, the Super Bowl comes of a out, dude. For Carrie Bradshaw and a beer, have you no integrity, sir? <laughs> Oh, I'm so mad. Did you I say didn't. Terry Bradshaw or Carrie Bradshaw? <laughs> I said Terry Bradshaw. Damn. It's Carrie. I'm disappointed now. I'm so angry. I can't even think. <laughs> um, a little news that actually may make Ian happy. <gasps> <laughs> okay. <laughs> Hulu is uh, going to start testing pause ads. So instead of actually having commercials, uh-huh. when you hit pause, there'll be a static ad, and that's it. That's brilliant. I oh. thought you would enjoy that. I actually fully support that. Yeah. Hulu, well done. And what actually, a good idea. Hulu has thrown some great stuff. I want to just tell everyone right now, I watched Phantoms this week. How no. did that go? <laughs> it was bomb. <laughs> <laughs> that movie is way more Christian than I remember. <laughs> so I, I do this about once a month. I'll find a really bad movie, mm-hmm. and I know it's bad, but it's time to see it again. Iron Man 2 was my choice for the month. <laughs> Accurate. Yeah. Because, so yeah, it, it, we pulled that one up and I forgot how bad Mickey Rourke was in that thing. <laughs> I will it's not say, good. I think Iron Man 3 was worse. I'm just yeah, throwing it no, out. No, I, I, I yeah. didn't like the plot of Iron Man 3 at all. They but, could, the plot of Iron Man 2 could have been so good, but they just, the execution of that movie was poor. I don't remember anything 
but the race car scene with the suit and yes. the, the briefcase. Yeah. That's the one exactly. Thing I remember that, that, that entire movie. Yeah. See, for me, it was the suit in the in the race car scene, and then Mickey Rourke and his stupid bird. <laughs> he had to have in that one. Yeah, I remember he kept having the bird walk around with him, and then what's his face kidnapped the bird at the end. How do they always have Mickey Rourke have a pet now? Because uh, that's the only way he can act. Is if he's got his, his service animal with him. It's in his contract, he always has to have some sort of animal around him on the screen. Um. Sony announced that Ghostbusters 3 will release July 10th, 2020, and Morbius will be July 31st, 2020, so two weeks apart. No! They're two big summer blockbusters. No, of all of the stuff that they decided to cancel, they're sticking with the Morbius thing. The living vampire. Ah, no, leave it alone. <laughs> not like this. Not like this. I wanted Morbius. Not like this. Aquafina, Danny DeVito, <laughs> Danny Glover have all joined the cast of Jumanji 3. One of these things aren't like the other ones. So, There's a bottle of water standing in. <laughs> wait, wait, wait. So, I actually, I refuse to watch any of the Jumanji reboots, and I because Jumanji was a, a huge, huge part of my childhood. I actually, uh, an, through an entire road trip, I told my uncle the entire plot synopsis of the entire movie shot for shot over the course of an hour. I, when I was like nine so whenever they were like oh it's a video game and this is everybody who's going to be in it I violently protested it I actually watched it the other day and I take it all back it's really cute I like it a lot right it and was so much better than it should have been it, and I can't stand Kevin Hart and I loved that movie yeah so I mean that sounds terrible but I've been wrong before yeah <laughs> And birthdays this week. <laughs> oh, wait. I got one last oh, news story. One, right, one last one. Um, the Folk Mountain Group, The Mountain Goats, is releasing a DVD, or uh, sorry, a D&D inspired album <gasps> with D, uh, uh, Wizards of the Coast permission. It's going to be an entire D&D themed album. That's fantastic. Oh, man. I'm so, je- I'm so sad George isn't here. He's a huge Mountain Goats fan. It's okay. Maybe he'll actually have to listen to the podcast this week. Maybe. For once. Yeah, man. <laughs> Birthdays? Birthdays. Birthdays. We have uh, Johnny Rotten this week, who's 63. I thought he was dead. <laughs> Yeah. Yeah, no, I double I fact check this. I want to make sure or I is have it Sid no Vicious is dead. Sid Vicious is Sid Vicious dead. is okay. super dead. I thought Johnny Rotten was also dead. Uh Grant Morrison is fifty nine. Fat Mike of No Effects is fifty two. Portia de Rossi is forty six. Somebody help me is she I'm, still with Ellen? Yeah. Okay. Thank you. Yeah. Okay. And she was in Arrested Development. Ah, wonderful. Okay, I knew the name, but I could not put a face to it. So yeah, thank you I think that. they're still married. Uh, Bill yes. Mooney is 65. Lisa Marie Presley is 51. Minnie Driver is 49. And uh, Polly Shore. How old? 51. Yeah, that makes sense. Still wearing the tutu. <laughs> oh, Polly. We are honored to have you in our home. There's one show that I would like to, to, to actually pimp i guess there is a show called trigger warning with killer mike on netflix right now and it is possibly the funniest show i've ever watched so about good. social commentary <laughs> check it out i haven't heard anything it's about it. so good but it's it was i got sucked into it and i because i was going to watch the the bundy thing mm-hmm. and i saw that i was flipping over and i saw i was like killer mike has a tv show it's not it's 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 like oh well you know the Bundy docu series is really heavy and dark and it's gonna make me really bummed out. I'll watch this instead. Still super heavy, 
but at least I'm going to get a couple chuckles out of it. Yeah. So the second episode, he's trying to teach people life skills that they could actually use, like change or like changing an electrical socket, uh, unplugging a drain. And he thinks the way that he can get people's attention is by making porn while they're teaching these skills. No. That's it was her- great. Any of this works. <laughs> because they figure 60 to 70% of of Americans watch porn on a regular basis. Right. And they're doing nothing else with that time. Why can't they be learning? So he rolled them into two. And <laughs> God, now I'm sold. Infallible okay. logic. It's awesome. <laughs> it looks okay. like we have a special guest showing up just for a talk for a few seconds here. So uh, give Come us on one down. second. Come on down. Edit goes here. <laughs> Wait, I think I can do it. Wait, pick, pick one. Tell me which one you land. Somewhere I don't care. Wherever you want. Hi. I have okay. Uh it's this button right here. Hi guys. Yay. Hey, welcome to the show, Joy. How are you? It's Joy from the cafe, everybody. Yes. <laughs> I did it. Hey, Donnie. Hi. <laughs> this is Ian's first time on the mic. So we want to talk you to you a little bit about Radcon, because if you guys didn't know, we're gonna be there on Saturday. Saturday the 16th. Not, those are curious. <laughs> yeah, not this Saturday, right? Yeah. People Don't show up early. People wandering around the red line in Pasco going, I was told they would be here. I was told they, you read it. Well, one of us now has to sit in the parking lot. <laughs> Ian? Fine. You got nothing to do Saturday. Do <laughs> I have nothing to do any day, Donnie. <laughs> Hi, Joy. Hey, how's it going, guys? What's up? Not much. So, uh, so what year of Radcon is this now? Are we on our, our 40th Radcon yet? No. It I think we're going like to call it. that GeezerCon. Yeah, well. Um, <laughs> ooh, good one. Yeah. Wait, this theme is pirates, right? Yes, yeah, 7th Sea, <laughs> so pirates. It's ooh, kind of in honor of uh, our I've gaming guest of honor. pirate costume to wear, too. Oh, God, of course you do. Uh-huh. Who doesn't have a pirate costume hiding in their closet? Me. Oh. <laughs> I, I, I do. Of yeah, course right? you do. Of That's course why you you're do. my favorite, Ian. <gasps> Don't you have like three eye patches? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I've got the medical one, I've got the pirate one, and I've got the supervillain one. So yeah. yeah nice. Exactly. What's the difference? <laughs> well, the supervillain one has to come with a laser, right? That's right. how that works. And the medical one was because I actually poked an eye out once. <laughs> oh my god. Two of them look cool. One of them does not. Exactly. <laughs> one of them has a tactical purpose. <laughs> So tell us about Radcon. What is it? Uh, it's, it's, what what isn't Radcon? Uh, it's a it's a gathering of like minded geeks and and other crazy individuals. Um, it's a great place to go and learn uh, how to write a book, uh, meet some authors, uh, hang out and cosplay. That's usually what I'm there for. You, what celebrities are going to be there this year? Uh, so celebrities, or kind of a authors. broad category. I mean, we'll be there. Is there any? Right, yeah. AU Radio will be there. And in fact, you, you mentioned learning books, or learning to... <laughs> learning books? <laughs> you can get some... no book learning. <laughs> get some book learning done. I believe we're going to be running a, a How to Podcast. Yep, we're going to okay. be having a Q&A. So if you guys, for some reason, would like to learn how to do this, we could actually offer some insight on that. And we'll be giving away some free stuff, too. Do you want some stuff? Come on down. <laughs> Will there be cookies? I'll make some cookies. We'll make some cookies. <laughs> Dang Add it. Add it to the list. Don't come if you have a peanut allergy. Oh, That's not where I thought that was. <laughs> <Exactly. laughs> <laughs> 
<laughs> yes. Yeah, so, uh, so our author guest of honor is Jess Hartley. Uh, she's written quite a bit for White Wolf, especially the Exalted series. Um, and uh, uh, her current project is the Shattered Glass, uh, which is an urban fantasy. So she's done some stuff for some um, anthologies and things like that. But a lot of her work has been with White Wolf. Cool. Sweet. And then our gaming guest of honor, which is sort of why Ragcon is going with the pirate theme this year, is John Wick. Not not the assassin John oh. I, I hate oh. to I hate to spoil everyone's day but no you just um, broke Ian's heart Keanu <laughs> um, but it, he um, he used to work with AEG and he's one of the um, co-creators of uh, AEG's 7th C sweet oh, that's, cool. that's so, exciting yeah, he, did, he did a lot of work with uh, Legend of the Five Rings uh, both with their collectible card game and the uh, tabletop version and then a uh, ton of work creating 7th Sea that's awesome. fantastic CCGs that's... seem like a difficult thing to work on yeah. the, have you seen the artwork for that game no oh it's beautiful they've got out. an art book out recently for it yeah it's, it's just gorgeous. stunning it's fantastic so. that's exciting and we'll be there and you can get your picture taken with the AU bunny also <laughs> Spoilers, it's terrifying. He's not terrifying. <laughs> you, He's adorable. He's charmingly huge. What do you th- what do you think about the bunny? <laughs> I actually I love the bunny and I'd like to take this opportunity to invite the bunny to come to my cosplay tea on Friday evening. Oh, <gasps> well, the bunny might have to find a babysitter, but <laughs> there's one available. It's got so <laughs> many Donnie, baby bunnies me. at home. <laughs> do you need a top hat? I've got a top hat for the bunny. Yes. Okay. I always need a top hat. Wait, the bunny always needs a damn. <laughs> oh, <you laughs> Spoilers. Got to mark that one down. <laughs> He's 6'4". It's not a surprise. <laughs> Actually, he'll be closer to 7 feet by the time the ears are on. <laughs> well, are you excited about Radcon this year, Joy? Or are you just stressed out? A little of both. I mean, this is kind of the drop-dead period. Mm-hmm. Um, my cosplay isn't completely finished. Uh, I've thrown a couple other small items in the mix, but... And I have fully asked her, hey, can you make some alterations to my Radcon outfit? That would be a big help. I'm so sorry, Joy. So what is your role exactly with Radcon now? What? Uh, so I'm the programming second, which means I kind of field all of the small and large problems that happen before the con. And then at the convention, I'm the backup fire extinguisher for any other problems. Oh, so uh, we'll be coming to you is what you're yeah. saying. Awesome. Joy, help us, please. <laughs> So yeah, mostly I'm logistics and wrangling things. Um, I'll also be helping handle KidCon this year. Um, we're trying to bring more little geek activities into the convention, so making this more family friendly than at least at least more family inclusive. Yeah, okay. cool. Yeah. It's fantastic to make it an option so you hear significantly less horror stories from Donnie's con story. <laughs> They're not horror stories. They're my glory days. <laughs> I heard that you got the... She was there for most of them. <laughs> this is true. Is this the peanut butter year? Or? No, this is the maid cart disappearing year. <laughs> yeah, there's a reason why peanut butter is not a costume. Is is indeed a rule. I still beg to differ on this, but that's that's fine. I'll no, I was the year... I was The year I got asked to leave mm-hmm. was the year that I had a gift given to me that she only wore chain mail and not tight chain mail and they outlawed chain mail bikinis after that too oh, oh. That sounds very uncomfortable to me. it was weird <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> joy i'm sorry i heard you got the 
con cred a little bit early. I did. Wait, you got the con cred before the con? Before the con, oh, yeah. Oh, that's no bueno. But actually, it, hopefully it translates into an immunity at the con, which should be a bonus. Just buckets of hand sanitizer. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> All the hand sanitizer. I, I highly recommend bringing hand sanitizer, vitamin C. Um, yeah, those are the two main things. I mean, most of the other stuff really doesn't have anything to do with keeping from getting sick, just keeping your sanity. So, yeah. So what are you looking forward to the most at this year's con? Uh, So I always love the fire show. The fire show, Ignition does an amazing job. Um, I'm also kind of like, we have a cosplay guest of honor this year, Sharky Kitty. um, And we've had those on and off. So I'm kind of looking forward to see what she has to bring to the table as far as um, interesting new ideas behind cosplay. I like to learn things from other cosplayers. So cool. I'm very much looking forward to that. Sick. We're excited. Any other questions you guys got? I'm going to try to be there this year. I've never mm. been to RadCon, so I'm actually really excited. You this need be to be there this year. year. Well, you know, I'll try. No. Oh, my God. <laughs> I'll do my best. <laughs> we do or do not. There is no try. We'll drag you on a gurney if we have to. You're coming to RadCon. Wait, you have to be there. You're the... I'm no. I don't Ian know might not about. be there. The AU Bunny will definitely be there. Oh, you guys <laughs> trying to con me? Oh, gross! We have a magician. I'm sure she needs a rabbit. <gasps> that's terrifying. It has to be one damn big hat. <laughs> so, for those of you wondering, um, Radcon will be the 15th, 16th, and 17th of February at the Pasco Best West... No, Red, Red Lion. Lion. Sorry, sorry. Wow. The Red Lion in Pasco. It's um, the Best West Red Lion. It's yeah. The best, yeah. <laughs> um, doors open at noon on Friday? They'll, they'll actually be open at 10. Registration should be up and running by noon. Okay. Uh, and then it runs all the way through Sunday. Depending on what time art show gets done usually about five okay and au will be doing their show on saturday from seven till whenever we're done question mark (laughs) but yeah show up we got some prizes we got a q and a going on we got some other zaniness Uh, you get to see us record a live show we're actually without a net cookies even we're actually going to be uh doing all of our shows we're going to be doing uh this show we're going to be doing a segment of we're going to be doing a Comics Corner show, and we're going to be doing an Underground Files show, all of which have prizes. Yes, and the, the Comics Corner will be much better than the one you had to hear tonight. So, <laughs> I liked your Comics Corner. Your George impression was not terrible. Thanks. Well, with that, folks, I think we should wrap this thing up. So, Ian, good job. Donnie. Katie. Donnie. Joy. Donnie. Thank yeah. you so much for being here, Yeah, Joy. thank you very much. And Thanks with for that, having me. Folks, we are out of here. Nothing can kill the grass. Nothing can kill the grass. You've been listening to AU Radio. Music is provided by Cubby and Bensound.com. Views expressed do not necessarily reflect the views and opinions of Adventures Underground. AU Radio Podcast is a production of Adventures Underground. Copyright 2018. All rights reserved. like to contact the show follow us on twitter at au underscore radio facebook at au radio podcast instagram at au dot radio or you can email the show at podcast at adv you can also support this show and all the shows on au radio by becoming a patron of the au radio network 
Find us on Patreon as AU Radio at Adventures Underground. You can help us create this podcast and soon several others with as little as a dollar a month. Thanks for listening. Thanks for listening.